Thank you for joining us on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And the title of our message today is called Chasing the Wind. But before I begin the message, I want to wish happy Valentine's Day to all those that are listening. And we pray uh, that you have a great day. Our scripture comes from Hosea chapter 11, verses 12. And then we will pick up with chapter 12, 1 through 14. And it's, it's called Chasing the Wind. It's found in Hosea. It's a chapter or a book that we don't get in much. And I'm going to do two messages, part one and part two, tomorrow, called Chasing the Wind. Today's message entitled Chasing the Wind, part one. It says, Ephraim has surrounded me with lies, the house of Israel with deceit. The, and Judah is unruly against God and even against the faithful Holy One. Ephraim feels the wind. He pursues the east wind all day and multiplies lies and violence. He makes a treaty with Assyria and sends olive oil to Egypt. The Lord has charged to bring against Judah. He will punish Jacob according to his ways and repay him according to his deeds. In the womb he grasps his brother's heel. As a man, he struggles with God. He struggles with the angel and overcame him. He wept and he begged for his favor. He found him at Bethel and talked with him. There the Lord Almighty, or the Lord God Almighty, the Lord is his name of renown. But you must return to God, maintain love and justice, and wait for your God always. The merchants use dishonest scales. He loves to defraud. Ephraim boasts, I am very rich. I have become wealthy. With all my wealth, they will not find in me any iniquity or sin. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt. I will make you live in tents again, as in the days of your appointed feasts. I spoke to the prophets and gave them many visions and told them, told parables through them. Is Gilead wicked? Its people are worthless. Do they sacrifice bulls in Gilgad? Their orders will be like piles of stones on a plowed field. Jacob fled to the country of Aram. Israel served to get a wife and to pay for her. He tended sheep. The Lord used a prophet to bring Israel up from Egypt. By a prophet he cared for them, but Ephraim had bitterly provoked him to anger. His Lord will leave upon him the guilt of his bloodshed and will repay him for his contempt. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for reading this message. And Lord, it's very deep. And Lord, we just pray that you will give me words and wisdom to bring forth just a bit of what is found in the message. Lord, we pray for those that will listen, that they will have ears to, ears to hear and eyes to see. We pray, Lord, that you will keep your hand of mercy and protection upon us as we go about our daily activities today. We want to thank you and praise you on this Tuesday. May the Lord add a blessing to this word. Amen. Amen. Let's take a look at this. Now, there's a story that talks about two tornadoes. 
And you know, if you in America we have tornadoes, in Europe they have tornadoes, and uh, other places they have tornadoes, which are wind storms that start up in the sky and then they work their way down to the ground. But there's a story that talks about um, these tornadoes, and they were going to collide, one on the right, one on the left, or one on the east and one on the west. Would you stand in the middle of these? Logic would say no. But you know, we live in a world today where people are standing in the midst of two different situations in their lives. And they don't know whether to go to the right or to the left. But we need to stay in the middle with God. We don't need to be in the middle of the storms, but we need to stay focused and grounded in Christ today. As we read this Old Testament scripture in Hosea, I want to take a look at it today and uh, try to bring it up into modern times. What does it mean to us? You know, Israel thought they could uh, play two powers against each other. You know, it's like World War II. You know, when we see what happened with, uh, in World War II when you fight a battle on two fronts you're going to eventually lose on one, and then you will lose altogether. You can't fight on two fronts. In today's world, many of us uh, live in a world where we always seem like we're chasing the wind. You know, the writer tells us that the wind, we don't know where the wind comes from. We know about gradients and pressure and how how devastating the wind can be, such as a tornado or a cyclone or a hurricane, the damage that can be done. But even in our life, when we're going through situations and we seem like we're being tossed and turned, we can count upon the Lord to bring us through. But here, Israel was fighting on two fronts against two superpowers. They were trying to pit them against each other. Hosea called this foolishness. He said, it's like pursuing the wind. Can we capture the wind? Do we know where the wind comes from? We can, we can make wind uh, propellers or wind um, powered to generate electricity. We can harness it to a point, but after, after so much, we can only do so much with it. It would be great if we could harness the wind. What power could come from that? But we cannot. It's like the writer Hosea tells us. He says, uh, it's like chasing the wind. Now here in the scripture, we see Ephraim. He feels the wind. You know, we think of the wind now. Who is the wind? The writer tells us in the scripture about the east wind and the west wind. Now we see the west wind was Egypt, and the east wind was more terrifying than Egypt. It was Assyria. And when we think about this, you're pitting two enemies against one another. So you're going to bargain with one. Just like the writer tells us here in, in verse 1, he says he makes a treaty with Assyria. That's the east wind. We read these things and we need to understand so this east wind was the worst of the worst, more terrifying than Egypt. 
So he makes a treaty with them. But then he also sends olive oil to Egypt. So he's extending the, the olive branch to Egypt also. But he's not waiting upon the Lord. Instead of relying on the Lord, we see that Israel thought that they could control their future. Just like us today, we get up, we think we can control our future. Sometimes, as you've heard me mention, there'll be extenuating circumstances, things that will come into our life that can turn it upside down. Things that will happen by our own hand. But we have to rely on God. We have to rely on the Lord to lead us. Sometimes we have to just stop and stand still and listen. But Israel thought they could control their future. And they were trying to use uh, political ways or foreign policy like many countries do today. Many countries use foreign policy for this country and for that country and for this one. Just like, just like Israel was doing, they were making treaties. Treaties with the enemy. Treaties with someone more terrifying than, than Egypt. But they were also sending olive oil to Egypt. If we look at the world situation today, a lot of political policies sometimes are personal or sometimes are, are vendettas and those kinds of things. And I don't want to talk about politics, but I want to see in the scripture here where we see Israel is making deals or bargains in the scripture here with the Syria Treaty and olive oil to Egypt. They were extending olive branches, but all the while they had an ulterior motive. But history tells us in the end that Israel was destroyed, and they were destroyed by the Assyrians. Think about it today. I want to, you to reflect on this. Think about on how you control your life and your future. Do we let God do it? Now, it doesn't mean it would just sit and wait. But it means that we need to pray in the morning. We need to ask God for help. We need to ask God to go before us and behind us and to the right and to the left to give us a hedge of protection, to provide for us. We have our part to do, but God is there to go before us. We need to rely on God instead of our own self-control over our future. You know, there's many things I'd like to do in life, but sometimes, you know, you have to put them aside and you have to focus on other things. One of my goals is to go to Israel, to visit Israel and to walk where Jesus walked. To go to Jericho, to go to uh, the Temple Mount and to go to these places, to do an archaeological dig. These are all things I've wanted to do since I was a child. To put a note in the Wailing Wall. Some people say, oh, well, why do you want to do that? But it's something I wanted to do ever since I was very little. Is that chasing the wind? If God opens that opportunity, I'll get to go. But if not, then I will just have to settle for, for not going. But let's take a look at this a little further. We see that Jacob is going to be uh, punished. He will be repaid for his deeds. 
for not listening. We see he is reminded the Lord God Almighty is the Lord. His name is renowned. He is the name above all names. He must be respected. He must be honored. And we must humble ourselves under the mighty name of God. He says he's reminding them that they need to return to the God to maintain love, to maintain justice. And we must wait. He's reminding them to wait for the Lord, your God, always. And for us, sometimes we pray to God and we wait for an answer to a decision or we wait for God to deliver us from this or from that. And we don't wait. We say, okay, Lord, I'll do it my way. Sometimes we must wait days, weeks, months, even years for an answer. It's not because God wants to string us along. It's because God has our best interests at heart. God has a plan for you and for uh, me. But we must wait for the Lord God. We must be honest, as the writer tells us there. We must be honest in all we do, that we don't defraud people. We don't deceive people. We have to be careful that we don't boast about our riches, as Ephraim did here. He boasted he was very rich. He became very wealthy. And all his, with all his wealth, he still could not find the Lord. He was focusing on what he had. He said, oh, I don't have any iniquity or sin. I'm a good person. But good people don't go to heaven. We can be the best person in the world, but it doesn't cover the uh, multitudes of sin. They must be confessed and we must be redeemed and restored. But he was boasting about his wealth, that he was a wealthy person. There's nothing wrong with having possessions. You've heard me mention many times in Scripture and many times in these devotions. God blesses people with wealth and they can bless and help other people, ministries, they can help situations. But he's reminded here, he says, I am the Lord your God. He's reminding the Israel and the nation, Ephraim, that he says, I brought you out of Egypt. For us today, God brought us out of a life of sin if we're Christians. And we need to live like that. We need to act like that. We need to live a life that is worthy. A life that is holy. Holy unto God. It's not an outward thing, it's an inward thing that will bubble up as we were talking about yesterday. It tells us here in the scripture that he spoke through the prophets. He gave them many visions and parables or stories. To us today we can read them just like we're reading in Hosea. These story of the prophet, the vision or the story that's being told, the parable the story. Is it, does it apply to us today? Yes, it does. Because we live in a world today where people are chasing the wind. They're chasing it to the east, to the west, to the north, to the south. They're going in multiple directions, but going nowhere. Almost like standing still. But he's reminding them that he said, don't provoke God. He said, but Ephraim has bitterly provoked him to anger. 
His Lord will leave upon him the guilt of his bloodshed and will repay him for his contempt. God is there to forgive today. If we're chasing the wind to the west or to the east or to the north or to the south, we need to ask God for forgiveness. We need to ask God to show us, to lead us, to be in control of our life and of our future. Many, many people have made decisions that they regret. Many, many people have made decisions that have taken them down a road that they wish they never went. But God is there to put us back on the right track. Scripture tells us that it's a road that's going to be less traveled. Doesn't mean there's going to be just a few people, but it means it's not going to be like a highway. There's a song, a rock and roll song, that talks about people, they're on a highway to hell. Many, many people are on that road. Many, many people are lost today. But we have a message of hope today for them. A message to let God control their life. We're not a robot. He doesn't push buttons and say, do this, do that. But God takes our life when we surrender to him. And he gives, us back, gives it back to us for service. He leads us. He guides us. He doesn't say we can't have good times. We can't go to Israel like I want to do. But if it's not in the will of God, then it, then it won't happen. Can I make it happen? Sure, if I want to. But if it's not in the will of God, then, I, I, then going is expensive. But the Lord knows the desires of our heart and our hearts and our minds. So today I want to close with prayer and remind us that we need to pray to keep God, to keep us from being determined to turn away from Him. We need to ask Him for help and realize the depth of His love. As we're talking about Valentine's Day, we wished Happy Valentine's Day. God's love surpasses all the love of this world. We need to ask God to give us the same love for Him. A love that passes and a peace that passes all understanding. It's an unconditional love. It's a love that forgives. It's a love of hope. It's a love that the world doesn't fully understand. And as Christians, we are learning about God's love. We are learning through these podcasts. We are learning reading the Word. We are learning by praying. But I want us today to close reflecting before God on how we control our life and our future. Is God leading the way or do we have the reins? Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for the scripture, Chasing the Wind, Part 1 in Hosea. Lord, we are reminded of what Egypt was doing. I apologize. We are reminded of what Israel was doing. They were bargaining. They were chasing the west wind. They were chasing the east wind. But in the end, it was their destruction. Lord, you are our hope today. People today are pursuing 
the east wind, the west wind, the north wind, the west, the south wind. People are pursuing all kinds of things, going this way and that way, but never having a sense of direction. Lord, I'm reminded of a compass that points north. We were reminded if we turn that compass and we're reminded of the arrow pointing north, that there's only one way, and that's your way. It's only one way to heaven, and that's through you. Lord, as the writer was reminded that you are above all, your name is worthy to be praised. But we have to return to you. You say, Pastor, but why? Why do you say that? But I say that because if we look at the church in general, not a particular church or denomination, but if we look at it, if we are the example of Christ today, how will, why aren't our churches full? And I'm not saying churches are not on fire. I see what's happening in, in America at Asbury University, and I see these things happening, and revival is happening. And I'm not saying it's doom and gloom, but the Bible tells us that we must return to God. We need to maintain love of God and justice. We must wait for the Lord our God always. We need to wait for clear and decisive choices. We need to hear from God. If you're not hearing from God, then we need to look at our life and evaluate it. But Lord, we are reminded as a church and as Christians that you will forgive. You will cast it into the sea of forgetfulness to be remembered no more. Lord, as Christians, we want to take control sometimes. Help us. Forgive us for wanting to take control. Forgive us for going our own way. Forgive us for chasing the wind. Lord, we know that you are quick to forgive and forget. Help us to walk in love today. Help us to walk in the newness. Help us to walk the way that you want us to walk. Help us to go where you want us to go. Lead us and direct us because you are our Lord and you are our God today. Speak to us in a fresh and anew and lead us. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So thank you for joining us on this Tuesday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And we look forward to bringing you part two of Chasing the Wind out of Hosea chapter 13 beginning with verse 1 through 16. So if you have time to look at it, you can look at it. If you want to go back and look at today's scripture, it's Hosea chapter 11, verse 12, and chapter 12, verses 1 through 14. Thank you for joining us. Have a great day. God bless, and happy Valentine's Day. Pastor Doug Solomon. Thank you.